Thanks for joining us today for the Anchor Daily. We are reading through the books of Acts, learning about the early church and the unstoppable power of the gospel. Listen close as we dive deep into Luke's and Paul's accounts. Hello, Bethel Podcast listeners. This is Eric Talbot, and today I'm joining with my wife, Amy, to provide an intro into the book of 2 Timothy. Hello, everyone. So, Amy, can you give us a little recap of Paul and Timothy's relationship? Well, when they first met, Timothy was in his late teens, so he was young. He had an excellent reputation, and Paul recognized this and wanted to take him on his missionary trips. Paul became like a mentor to Timothy, and their bond seems close. They traveled together, planting and strengthening churches. Paul then sent Timothy to Ephesus and gave him leadership over the church there. Paul is now writing again to Timothy as a father would write to a son, sending words of encouragement, words of warning, of approval, and words of wisdom. In chapter 1, verse 13, he says, What you heard from me keep as the pattern of sound teaching, with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Timothy is to keep doing what Paul encouraged him to do in his first letter. Well, this has certainly been a long-term relationship between these two men. Can you tell us a little bit about Paul and why he is writing this second letter to Timothy? Well, Paul is in prison. He is old. His life is coming to an end, and he knows the struggles that Timothy is having and is going to have. Timothy needs more training, more warnings, and more encouragement. And thus, Paul feels the need to pen one more letter. It sounds like Paul is what we would refer to today as Timothy's mentor. He's being intentional about it. That's right. All of us should be mentoring someone. There's always someone younger in the faith that needs to be pointed to God's Word. So the question all of us should be asking ourselves is, who are we mentoring? Who are we giving godly encouragement? Who are we warning of waywardness? Or who are we giving wise counsel to? Now, that's a great question. As disciples of Christ, we have lots of opportunities. The first thing that comes to my mind is our children and grandchildren. But those are the easy ones to pick out. How about that individual at work that has recently discovered Jesus and has started a new new walk in their life? Or maybe the neighbor that you talk to about, quote-unquote, spiritual things when you catch each other out doing yard work. There are lots of opportunities, and we have also have to do be intentional about it. Otherwise, those godly relationships will not develop. So that's where Paul is at. What about Timothy, Eric? He's the one receiving the mentoring. What is he thinking as he receives this letter? Well, imagine Timothy's enthusiasm and excitement when he is handed this letter from Paul. It had been three years since the last letter from Paul, which no doubt was received in the same manner. And Timothy certainly had opportunity to read Paul's letters that had been circulating through the churches. Timothy was no stranger to Paul's words of admonition, as well as his many words of encouragement. Think about how delighted you are to hear from that special someone that you have trusted as a mentor, that person that had a significant impact to your spiritual walk with Jesus, who has challenged you to walk by faith with courage and boldness. Maybe that person is a Sunday school teacher, a friend, family member, or coworker that boldly told you about Jesus for the first time and asked you to come to church. For us today, 
That contact might come in the form of a text message, uh, an email, a phone call, or even the U.S. Postal Service. Regardless of how we receive it, it is received with enthusiasm and excitement. Yes, I'm sure Timothy was excited about that letter. He was the next generation of Christian leaders, and he was faithful to his calling. He became a fearless leader in the church and boldly confronted false teachers and hypocrites. Timothy was passionate about the Lord. His ministry excited him, and he deeply cared for the church and its people. When we move forward in Scripture to Revelation 2, we see that the church in Ephesus was known for their deeds. They were known for their hard work and for their perseverance. They did not tolerate wicked people. This was Timothy's church, and he had been faithful to it. Well, you know, for Timothy, this letter, it's a piece of parchment. And on it, it's words penned by Paul and inspired by the Holy Spirit. That's a great observation. We've got all of Paul's letters. In fact, we have all of Scripture, 66 books, penned by a variety of authors, but all inspired by the Holy Spirit. You know, today, it might be more common to watch a video over and over. But for Timothy, he had the opportunity to hold this letter in his hands, to read it over and over, meditating on those words, and then determining a course of action for his ministry. For him, it was taking in fresh water for a worn and thirsty soldier in the field. And we have that opportunity, too, to spend time in Scripture, to meditate on it, to pray over it, and then determine our course of action that God is calling us to through His Word. I think there's a challenge for all of us here. Are you going to skim over this letter in the days ahead, or will you read it over and over, meditating upon the words, and putting those words to use as you minister to your little part of the world. Each one of us should have people in our lives that are pouring into us like Paul did with Timothy. Who is that person that you trust to pour into you that is going to challenge your faith, give you course adjustments when needed, and encourage you to persevere through the struggles? Timothy had the opportunity to be mentored by Paul for 15 plus years. He certainly admired Paul's work for Christ, his commitment to fight the battle, and his perseverance through the many challenges that he faced. Timothy willingly exposed himself to Paul. He listened to his words of wisdom, applied his words of correction, and made the necessary course corrections along the way. What a great and God-glorifying relationship these two men had. Who is that godly man or woman that you are allowing to pour into your life? Over the next few days, as we cover this second letter of Timothy in the podcasts, let's look for ways that we can intentionally and practically apply God's or Paul's words to Bethel's mission of making disciples. So let's close with these words from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have been and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. How about we close in prayer? Dear Father, just help us to look into the, this passage of Timothy, or to Timothy, and help us to apply it to our lives, Father, and to learn from it, and also to pass it along to others that are in need. Father, may the Scriptures come to us, and may we be excited and enthusiastic about receiving them, and then we turn around and give you the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for joining us today. Listen tomorrow as we encourage each other through God's Word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we would love to continue to grow with you. We'd also like a chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you can find all sorts of ways to serve, worship, and learn together.